0: The tiger padded south, slipping through teak forest. He wound around thickets of wild sage, cloaked behind its orange flowers. Gorges in the ruddy sandstone of the Vindhya range let him escape the midday heat. By evening, he'd reached the banks of the Ken River, still swollen with monsoon rains. The forestry workers tracking the tiger's radio collar thought he would stop there but he plunged in, swimming the kens' quarter-mile span and carrying on south, out of the protected area of the Panna Tiger Reserve. Panna's forest guards gave chase, crammed into bolero jeeps, rattling yet indestructible. Behind them came mighty tusker elephants, unafraid to slap the tiger with their trunks if so instructed by their mahouts. They tried to drive the tiger back into the park with fire, and to contain its movements with great spools of plastic sheeting. They recruited entire villages to bang drums and sing songs at the tiger. These attempts to return the tiger to Panna were urgent. Any tiger outside a reserve runs a much higher risk of death by poisoning, electrocution or bullet. But this tiger, known only as T3, was a special case. This is the story of T3, his incredible journey and what it says about the survival of tigers in India. I'm Hal Hodson and this is Babbage from The Economist. I first came across T3's story several years ago while writing about a new kind of wireless sensor. The Indian researchers told me that their technology might have helped with this crazy tiger escape, and I became obsessed. I started tracking down the main players by phone and email, and in February 2016, I went on a holiday to do more research. I returned in October to chase the story for The Economist, and that's when I met Ragu. He now runs his own tourism lodge next to the reserve with his wife, Joanna, a wildlife photographer. But before that, Raghu worked at the Panna Reserve and in tiger conservation for a long time. We talked about the history of tiger populations in India.
1: Well, we don't know much about how many tigers were there. Um,
0: But there are some estimates. Some say there were between 50,000 and 100,000 tigers at the end of the 19th century. But by 1971, there were just under 2,000 tigers left.
1: It went on because of the hunting. Most of the people came to India for hunting. People, um, royal families hunted quite a lot. Um, Most of the tiger habitat was controlled by them, so they hunted quite a lot. Habitat loss was another major cause for it. Uh, We lost quite a lot of habitat. There are several other reasons, but these are the two main reasons why we lost most of the population.
0: What then was the response to the decline of the tiger numbers in India?
1: What happened was the tiger numbers. When they did a some kind of assessment in late 60s, they came up with a figure of about 1,800 tigers. That really um, shocked the country. And then tiger hunting was banned completely. And then by 672, we had the Wildlife Conservation Act. And then by 73, we had established nine tiger areas was protected as Tiger Reserves. And from there, the Project Tiger was launched. How would you characterize
0: you know, Project Tiger as a program itself? I mean, has it been a success?
1: Early on, there was great success. Um, it was a good success story in um, say 70s and 80s. In the late 80s, when the poaching hit, we suffered um, quite a setback. And since then, it's been a mixed bag. Some areas are doing very well and some areas not so very well. And Panna is one of the
0: 27 tiger reserves that wasn't doing so well. It is located in Madhya Pradesh, right in the heart of India. And living in those 542 square kilometers were supposed to be 35 big ginger cats. But in 2009, the park admitted that it was actually empty. T3 and two females were brought in to repopulate.
2: So bringing a male became a very, very important issue.
0: That's Rangaya Murthy, who I call Sinu. He was the field director of Panna Tiger Reserve, who followed T3 across Madhya Pradesh. T3 was really important. The future of the park depended on him.
2: Without which, there was uh, no chance that the tiger reintroduction program and tiger progeny could have proceeded in a right direction.
0: Little did T3 know that conservationists hoped he'd be able to repopulate Panna. And so he set off south. He had been brought to the Pana Reserve from Pench, a smaller park some 650 kilometres to the south. It looked very much like T3 was heading home. The region's forest is mostly teak, but in scrubbier areas closer to villages, where human activity has thinned the forest, this gives way to eucalyptus. There are white-barked ghost trees that gleam in the sun, mangoes and acacias, and the Mahua tree, its flowers beloved by elephants and humans. When he had to leave the cover of the forest, T3 walked through fields of lentils and sesame, chickpeas and mustard. Every moment was a risk. A villager could see and shoot him, or one of his kills would be poisoned by a farmer, angry at losing the animal. And so, a search party was set up. On T3's tail was Sinu, along with 70 men from Panna and five elephants. At first, they tried to scare him back into Panna with everything they had at their disposal.
2: Our vehicles were fitted with the sirens and then headlights were there and whatever the instruments or some utensils are available with the villagers, they were also taken advantage and then we do have drums in every village. Those were also used. Uh, basically this technique is known as haka technique. Haka is basically chasing technique. Haka is a Hindi word. You make a an noise and then allow a particular animal to move in a particular direction. I cannot create all those sounds, but uh, it, it, it has to be... Just imagine 100 people just making big sounds around and then trying to chase the tiger. Uh, so it's quite enthralling. <laughs> At the same time, quite risky also.
0: This was quite risky because the hacker technique is perceived by the tiger as a challenge.
2: So basically the issue is when you try to counter a tiger from close quarters, he takes it as a challenge and retaliates and try to move back in the same direction, in which direction you don't want it to move. That's a very general cat behaviour.
0: And that could be dangerous. Between April 2014 and May of this year, 92 people have been killed by tigers in India. And remember that villagers are involved here, banging their drums and hooting their horns, trying to scare T3 back towards Panna.
2: It was quite exciting for the people to join in such operations, but the most important thing as a manager... To take care is that nothing should go wrong with respect to man-animal conflict. None of the people involved in such operation should get injured because of the animal. That was one of the most important criterias. And then uh, we know that business, how to do such a business. And such occasions come, come up very rarely. Of
0: course, these extreme efforts were in aid of saving T3 and returning him to his fortress at pana this, keeping the tigers in and keeping people out, is how conservation is done
1: in India. Here's Ragu. See, the main um, the, the the way we have done is we have one conservation model, unfortunately, rather than having several models. And it's a protected area-based model. So we have set aside some areas and we have protected them. Um, the idea is to remove all the threats to wildlife. So it's a very exclusionary model. It excludes everybody out. Uh, but The successes are only in areas where they have excluded people out. It's quite clear that so far only this exclusionary approach has
0: really worked. But how how do villagers and locals tend to respond to that?
1: Well, it does create because lots of people have sacrificed their life and they're not seeing the benefit of it. And um, when you move, relocate people, it's uh, not very fair. Why do you think that the...
0: I get, you know, the fortress approach, the exclusionary approach was chosen.
1: I think it's the easiest thing to do. Keep everybody out and then nature takes its own course and uh, restoration is much easier. Working with the inclusionary model, is you need completely different mindset. Um, you have to work with the people um, and it's a it's lot more hard work.
0: But whilst this has proven effective, it hasn't protected the tigers entirely.
1: It's mainly in late 80s, and we came to know that Indian tigers being posed for traditional Chinese medicine, especially for bones. Off the head, um, immediately I won't be able to tell you what's the number, but it's certainly big enough in some areas, places like Panna, where we lost the entire population. So they have serious implications, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about how it felt to watch Panna's decline
0: and to not really be able to do anything about it despite your best efforts.
1: It was sort of a nightmarish experience for us, Um, very frustrating and very depressing also.
0: What Raghu isn't saying is that he and Joanna had spent years studying, following and photographing Panna's tigers. They had seen new cubs being born from the females in the park and they had become intimately connected with the tigers so it was hard for them to watch them all disappear in front of their eyes and be unable to do anything about it. So you can begin to understand why a huge and elaborate rescue mission was launched when T3 walked out of Panna. By December 16th, he had wound his way 350 kilometres south, halfway home. A farmer near the village of Ramna was heading out to work in a field of ripe sugarcane when he came upon the massive male tiger, lurking in lush shadow. News travelled fast to Sinu and his team, who made a beeline for the field. They set fires at its edge and had one of the biggest elephants crash into the ripe crop. But T3 slipped away again and kept moving south. After almost a month of failure, morale was low. The cycle of finding, flushing and losing track of the tiger had become familiar and depressing. The men started asking what more they could do when all their best efforts of fire and elephant and music had come to nothing. T3 was intent on travelling south, and there seemed nothing anyone could do to stop him. This begs the question about whether the fortress approach to tiger conservation is the right one. Should we keep these tigers contained in reserves or try and let them roam free? I asked Ragu.
1: So we have created pockets of um, tiger habitat where we protected them. So that's fine. They have done it. We've been successful uh, in some areas. To make them survive uh, for a long time, we need to work outside their boundaries. Uh, And that's where we need different kind of models where we can work with people and do you have any ideas for those models yourself well because now i am a tourism professional so i look at how tourism can benefit tiger. almost 45 percent of the money generated by the tourism goes back to the community and what it does it is more than the money it changes the attitude of the people so we looked at the attitude of people in tourism villages and in areas um, where there is no tourism and the difference is stark so tourism is able to create a very tiger friendly uh, community around the protected area where it is operating unfortunately it operates in very few areas and it needs a much wider spread and do do you think that places that don't currently have
0: interactions with tigers or any tourism do you think they would accept this idea of having tigers, you know, living in relatively close proximity to them—well,
1: they have been living with tigers' proximity uh, for a long time. The problem is where the tigers have disappeared, and a generation has grown without tigers. When we try to restore tiger and where tiger comes back after 10 or 15 years later, then it's not acceptable because my lifestyle has changed. My, the way I take my animal to graze is different. The way I live in the area it's, without tigers is different and I don't want to change myself. So we don't want a generation grow without tigers.
0: T3 had now traveled 450 kilometers across the Indian countryside, evading pursuit at every step. He was now too far away from Panna to be driven back into the park. Sinu called the central government in Delhi and asked them whether T3 could be allowed to keep traveling home, as he clearly wanted. The answer was no. Panna could have T3, or it could have no tiger at all. This left only one option, tranquilization.
2: If you are going to inject the sedation medicines into the drugs into the tiger, it has to get metabolized. And then certainly there will be some collateral damage with respect to the health of the tiger.
0: T3 had been tranquilized twice already at this point. And there's little research to say whether tigers can withstand these doses over such a short period of time.
2: The chance of tiger getting killed because of the sedation is 50%. But we have to take that chance, otherwise losing the tiger or getting this tiger be killed is almost 100%. So we have taken that risk and then from there we moved on.
0: The decision was made. The risk was deemed worth it. And so they waited for their chance.
2: And then he made a cattle kill. So we allowed the tiger to eat the cattle. Because while the stomach is full, we also feel that tigers cannot really move very fast. That is the basic idea. So we allow the tiger to eat for two days. I was very sure that today we are going to catch him. And then around say 3-30 we started chasing this particular tiger. He started galloping, running in spite of being a heavy bellied. At 6, only a people could take a successful shot at the tiger. So he has picked up and then put up into the rescue vehicle. Then straight away, six hours time, he was brought to Panna. By the time he was there in Panna, around it was around 11.30 at night. Then all the staff had their dinner. It was a celebration for everybody. So it was, uh, it was a Christmas catch for every one of us. It
0: was a win for Sinu and his team. But I couldn't help wondering whether T3 should have been allowed to
1: keep wandering home. Here's Raghu. It's a difficult question for me to answer. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, um, first, um, I, you know, it's, it's, I, I cannot say what was the purpose uh, why they brought the uh, tiger in and what they wanted to do with it. I can only assume that they wanted to reestablish a new population here. It was a desperate situation. They, they wanted male to stay there. And so they physically tried to stop it. Maybe may disagree with uh, some of the things they have done, but uh, if they wanted it, this mail back, I think they have done the right thing.
0: I get it. to me, it, it almost ties into how tigers ought to be able to live in India, moving you know roughly according to their will, not being shuttled around on helicopters into, into uh, Sariskar so that they can be repopulating. And you know, that is not the ideal because that that disrupts their natural behavior.
1: It does, it does. It rep- uh, not natural behavior, but it does. It's a temporary problem. But you no, there's enough being done in Africa and other places, uh, and they do it in r- ranches in South Africa uh, very effectively. The thing is that we could have um, used those experiences and we could have avoided what had happened to T3. That's what I believe. For instance, we know that animals have very strong homing instinct. In this case, when we know that animal have this instinct, then we try so that he loses that instinct. So maybe you could have done what they call technical term soft release that you could have kept it in a larger enclosure for a longer period of time, two months, six months, and release it. Things are like that, that's there, different ways of trying to avoid rather than chasing a wild tiger and capturing it and bringing it back several time,
0: yeah. How would you describe your feeling towards t- the future of tiger conservation in India?
1: If you compare um, with the rest of the Asian country, I think we've done very well. And I think tiger will survive, but maybe in some areas. Uh, if we could do much better than what we have done in the past, then maybe we will have tiger in more areas than what we have now. So it all depends how well we do and what we do um, with whatever we left with. T3 is
0: still alive today, and living in Pana. He's even a father, grandfather, and great-grandfather. He met one of the female tigers that had been shipped in just a few days after his return. By April, she had borne a litter. One of his sons has now grown somewhat larger than him, and snagged some of his territory in females. The park's population is back up around 35, and younger tigers have started leaving the park, looking for new pastures. But what does their future hold? India's tigers have spent decades on the brink of extinction. If the balance could shift towards tigers like T3, living and moving according to their whims, rather than those of humans, that would be an improvement. But even if human supervision can be relaxed and the wild tiger population made more robust, they will not be the same as they were. Rather than mysterious beasts confined to the jungle, a good outcome for modern tigers will be as Instagram curiosities, which share the edges of human environments. When they wander into cities, they will be pests, but the benefits of their existence will outweigh the temptations of their destruction. Tigers will live in harmony with humans, or not at all. Thank you for downloading this special Christmas edition of Babbage. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or give us a review. I've been your host, Hal Hodson. And from London, this is The Economist.